Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, a shout out to our sponsors that we always do who have helped us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They are located on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. If you haven't tried it, absolutely go out and do so. Uh, If you live in Northeast Ohio, you know, we talk about helping small businesses during this time of year and in general, especially this year in 2020. They have uh, been owned and operated locally for their entire existence and certainly, just like many else, could use your support. So you can order, take out, or delivery or they are doing some socially distant dining there at Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, thanks, of course, to, we'll say, Pollyanna DIY. Hey, he may still have stuff for sale. Don't know. Might as well check it out. Uh, thrift Store Jobber. Uh, you, if, you know, if if you've got some unemployment money and you want to get a tattoo, go to uh, Voodoo Monkey Tattoo. As for Sean Jaundice, he's always been a great supporter and uh, sponsor multiple times throughout these years. And uh, then, of course, Smart Mark Video and IWTV. Thanks to them, watching AIW has never been easier. You can purchase DVDs or MP4s from smartmarkvideo.com. They've got the entire AIW collection there. Or go to independentwrestling.tv, download the IWTV app, and use the code ABSOLUTE. Get a five-day free trial and watch a rotating AIW archive as well as other independent wrestling shows that are on there, including the award-winning Masked Wrestler, which uh, just won some sort of an award recently. I don't know the name of it, but good for them. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, other than that, hey, we'll we'll roll into this week's episode. John Thorne, AIW owner, joining us as always, of course. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, yeah, award award winning. Oh, we're up some for some IWTV awards, are we not, John Thorne? Uh, or the I, I, or matches are at least uh, Lee Moriarty and Alex Shelley. Are up yeah, for match Lee, of the year. And, and I think Lee Moriarty is up for wrestler of the year. But yeah. uh, everything else, I guess, did not make uh make the finals. So I thanks, really thanks thanks AW Faithful for not getting us more nominations. Yeah, how do how does the karate man vignettes not make it for best promo in vignettes? I mean Everyone's slacking. Ridiculous. So we got go, nothing to talk about this week, as you can tell, but by, by this <laughs> awkward open. <laughs> go vote for those things, though, at independentwrestling.tv. It's the uh, IWTV Indie Wrestling Awards, let's say. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I should start off by saying, uh, as we record here, of course, from the Paul Greer Studios, with this show brought to you by the mysterious benefactors, the Goldsteins, uh, Happy Hanukkah to our mysterious benefactors and everyone else celebrating uh, as we are in the midst of that while we record this today. So for those Light your you, candles up. Light the candles, right? Not all of them at once, John. That's not how that yeah, works. Yeah, you do a new one every day. Yeah. <laughs> Light the menorah with... Uh, I Kirk saw Douglas. eight crazy nights. Yeah, Kirk Douglas, Goldie Hawn, and the late Dinosaura, as the song goes. You know, uh, do you know Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel? You know that song? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. When Adam Sandler was popular on the radio in like 1992. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I listened to uh, the the piece of shit car song, Ode to My Car. Remember that? Yeah. That was, I listened to that recently just as I was talking about it and I couldn't remember. Uh, but anyway... You know, we asked you guys for questions, and uh, look, we I'm didn't just get too out. much. We didn't get too much stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna come out and say that some sometimes when you we do this, and you guys give us things to talk about, it feels like you don't listen to the podcast because it's the same questions that we have talked about. So I encourage you to go back and listen if you really want those answers. You can find them because over 200 episodes, all of those things have been. Uh, discussed in terms of wish list people to bring in, uh, people we've enjoyed bringing in. 
You want to know what's on my wish list? Just doing a show. That's on my wish list. That is number one on the wish list right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I wish I, I could. I wish I could book Kurt Hertz right now. I mean anybody. <laughs> Seriously, just bring it on. Kurt Hertz would be an amazing booking right now. Uh, New father, Kurt Hertz. Oh, good for you. you. Got nothing to say to that. No reply to that one, huh? <laughs> I mean, congrats, congrats to Kurt Hertz. I, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know how new it is, but I know that he he had a child at some point. I don't during during twenty twenty, could happen two years ago. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it did happen two years ago. <laughs> he still reads everything in the in the trainee student chat, though. He's still in there. No, nothing. No, no replies. But That's yeah, good. I don't know. I mean, we got. Uh, listen, we're just as bored and uh, have nothing to do as everybody else right now. Pretty much, like it's just, you know, it's it is. Uh, it is boredom, you know. It's, let's just maybe we'll just talk life, you know, like a uh, well, like a regular just radio duo, you know, we will, like Sirius we will XM, to, you know. We will get back to reviewing shows at some point. I know some of you want that, but uh, well, we, we like, actually had this discussion off air before we yeah. started recording, and let's let's get into why we're not reviewing shows, why um, it's just you and I for a lot of these podcasts, and that is. When we decided that we were going to attempt to uh, do this remotely and get guests on and, um, you know, really just kind of uh, try to expand upon our content, we realized that uh, not too many wrestlers are technologically prepared uh, for for things like this. And uh, on the other hand we are not very technologically prepared for like some of these blog talk radio podcasts where you could just call in and you know you we can be recording through our phone i don't have a soundboard i don't know how they do any of that uh we use squadcast a little you know plug ski there even though it costs money and they don't give it to us for free um we use squadcast (laughs) which um you know is is a very (coughs) it's a very simple tool uh however it is not compatible with any apple products including iphones or ipads or anything like that and a lot of people have iphones so that makes it difficult for you know people that don't have like a desktop or a laptop to be able to just hop right on the podcast with us um so it makes it it's just another hurdle to to jump through uh to try to get people on and uh yeah you know that's i guess a really long explanation but uh (laughs) it's it's why it's so difficult to you know get patreon content and other content because we are still trying as much as possible to not you know go into a you know a bed a room or whatever and record a podcast and uh it creates creates some hurdles yeah and uh as an apple user i can attest to this uh i however have the one place it is compatible is if you have an imac so like a huge apple desktop and then you download uh, Google Chrome or something like that, which I have. And that's how I squadcast for all you tech nerds out there. Uh, it does not... It does not it, that does not work with an iPad because I correct. tried to do that with an iPad and I put Chrome on there and everything and it didn't work. So it, it still doesn't work with an iPad or an iPhone. And if you have a huge iMac, it does not, or MacBook, it does not work with Safari either. Uh, so... Tech Why? Talk this week on the AW podcast. <laughs> well, we, if you remember, a few months back we did have Car Talk uh, on the AIW podcast. Yeah, now it's now it's Tech Talk. I mean, yeah. So that we trust me, we want to get together and we want to review these shows. But the thing is, is I, I just don't think it's as fun for Steve and I to review the shows. Like I like having kind of a rotating talking head panel. Yeah, because. You know, I don't see everything that goes on at the show or goes on backstage or, you know, there's a lot of things that I miss. And I like getting those other perspectives on when we're reviewing a show. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like, for example, we still haven't reviewed Hell on Earth from last year. And, um, you know, I did over the weekend 
Uh, I did uh, get a, a Patreon podcast with the Rip City Shooters, Shooting with the Shooters, Episode 2. Uh, and they talk about how, you know, Kevin Nash was nearly kidnapped from the hotel by other people. And, <laughs> um, you know, you, you got to have those guys on when we, when we review Hell on Earth. And, um, you know, uh, I, I guess good news is, is, you know, they say the vaccine is rolling out this week. We're, you know, hopefully, you know, definitely on the, um, you know, coming to an end of all the COVID craziness and everything, but who knows, you know, maybe, we, maybe we're not, but, um, you know, so we're, we're trying to, I said that I wanted to try to keep producing this podcast and providing updates and getting content out there as, as frequent as possible. So we're sticking to it, even though we have no solid topics to talk about right now. <laughs> no updates. Uh, we do have some somber news, not to report, but, you know, we always get asked about uh, wish lists. And it's something that I think we've mentioned on Twitter. I know recently... I had brought it up to somebody because I saw uh, someone ask on Twitter about uh, Zeus, a.k.a. Debo, a.k.a. Tiny Lister. Um, and he unfortunately passed away last week, but he was a long-time AIW wishlist guy. Huge wishlist. I and, mean, I had... Uh, man, I had, I, I had been trying to track him down for years, and I found... Like he was, emails he was part of work. why you got um, IMDb Pro, right? Exactly. That is why I got IMDb Pro because I was trying to find like, okay, you know, if you sign up for IMDb Pro, I think it's like twenty bucks a month or whatever, but like it'll give you like Hollywood agent contacts, who represents who on there, and things like that. And whoever was listed as his representation just never got back to me. And then uh, you know, I would find a Facebook. But then, you know, it was abandoned and I would find his Instagram, but there, you know, the, the messaging was off or his Twitter, his DMs were, were blocked. Um, and then I swear to God, last week I was, you know, like I said, I've, I was watching a lot of different wrestling and, um, you know, just staying motivated. And I was watching ECW and old uh, WWF stuff on the network. And I was like, I, I just started looking up people and I was like, you know, rattling off like different meet and greets I want to do and things. And I was like, I started looking for tiny Lister again. And I found that on his Instagram, um, because now you can put an email, like there, there can be an email tab. It can be like yeah. uh, follow message email. And he put an email on his Instagram account. And I was like, Oh, he finally has an email listed. So it, it has to be an updated email it has to work since this section is a fairly new section i believe on instagram so i was like okay made a note of it saved the email onto my phone and i was just like continued on my you know lists of who i want and then sure enough man passed away yeah so bummed bummed because i mean he's a guy that i think would have really drawn in multiple crowds to AIW, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because you have, you know, just people that know him from wrestling, and then you have people that just know him as an actor and know his, his film roles. And uh, I was just like, that That to me was just like the number one guy we could we could get to, to really pull a big crowd when it's allowed. Yeah, similar to the idea behind bringing in ICP. Right. Right. Like crossover, crossover fan, the crossover, you know, fans and um, just trying to expose different eyes to AIW. Yeah. So like it would have been one of those things where those people continue to come, you you hope. And, and you're not going to retain them all. But the idea no. is the idea is you retain even if you retain five, that's five people that were never going to come before. Yeah. You know. And you, that's, I mean, that is really the name of the game when it comes to independent wrestling is, is like trying to figure out how to draw a crowd and then retain a small portion of them going forward. Cause you're not going to retain a hundred percent of them ever, but if you can continue to, you know, bring new people in and then retain a couple and, you know, it just keeps building and building and building. Uh, so that's why, you know, tiny lister was just like, to me, that was like the number one guy that you could get. And I, I feel like we just 
we also were all very curious as to what it would be like to hang out with him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that goes without saying. I mean, yeah. that is a, that, that's a big that's a big part of the uh, you know checks and balances of who to book, who not to book. But I mean, Zeus fucking ruled as a wrestler. Like, oh yeah, I mean, okay. Let me clarify. Like he wasn't a good wrestler, but he ruled as a wrestler. The whole persona, yeah, yeah, the whole presence, everything he did, the whole presence. Um, The one thing that I never understood is why the fuck did the WWF push no holds barred so hard, and then you know they debuted it on pay per view, the match and the movie and all this other stuff, but like Hulk Hogan isn't Hulk Hogan in the movie. Like he should have been Hulk Hogan in the movie. I think. You know, yeah, instead he's, of rip, he's, rip, <laughs> rip, rip. Like, don't you think he? Sh- don't you think if they're gonna push it like that, like he should have just been Hulk Hogan? It's like a movie about wrestling. Yeah, like Zeus becomes, and because Zeus, Zeus comes into the WWF as Zeus. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why wouldn't Hulk Hogan just be Hulk Hogan in the movie? Right. They carry over the entire Zeus character. That never made sense to me. It's the exact that, same thing. It, and it was so confusing to me as a little kid. I mean, maybe this has been explained somewhere. If it has, please somebody let us know. But. Uh, that never made sense to me. Like, why wouldn't he just been Hulk Hogan? Because uh, they did all this, you know, crossover promotion on WWF TV, and Zeus comes in as a as a character, and uh, then like you watch the movie, and it's just like, who? This isn't Hulk Hogan. This is Rip. And, you know? and basically everything storyline that they were doing was like a stuff Hulk Hogan was going through. Oh, here's this. Uh, really wildly popular wrestler and he's gonna film TV shows and movies or something too like yeah it's all the same maybe they didn't want you to think that Hulk Hogan was involved in that underground world where they found Zeus yeah I don't know it's it, <laughs> it was always it was always very strange to me but to me as a promoter I thought that tiny Lister had so much legs to bring in a completely different audience and cater to the nostalgic audience that comes to AIW as well. Like it just seemed like so perfect to me. Like Zeus fucking ruled, like he ruled, like there's no, uh, there's, you know, I, I, that's, that's bummed me out. I was super bummed about it. Like he, I, I don't know who else, like who else is out there. I, you know, I'd really have to buckle down and like think, but I don't know who else out there could have brought like such a, a, a crossover, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe David Arquette still, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, David Arquette or Dennis Rodman. Those just, you know, like, I don't know who else. <laughs> Dennis Rodman uh, is on the list folks of, of wish list. by the way, if you're wondering kind of oddball wish list things, that's, that's another Rodzilla. one. The, we've looked did you watch the last, did you, did you watch the last dance? Of course I did. Okay. Here is, uh, I don't know why I think about this, but so when, whatever episode it is, when they get into Dennis Rodman going to WCW mm-hmm. and he's skips practice and all that stuff and he comes back and Jordan just keeps yelling, Rodzilla, Rodzilla. <laughs> Do you think that, that Michael Jordan watched Nitro? I think he watched it while Rodman was on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept yeah. thinking about that. Like, how else does Michael Jordan know? You know, like, like he just kept yelling Rodzilla at him. Yeah, it's like not he like had to have was, watched. It wasn't trending on Twitter back then. Right, but I'm saying he had to. He had to have watched. You know, like he had, like Michael Jordan had to have watched at least that episode of Monday Nitro. Oh yeah, I I would say hands down. Of course he did. The moment they found out. When they're like, where's Dennis? And they find out, oh, he is at WCW Wrestling. Of course, Jordan watched it. Well, probably while smoking a big fat cigar and uh, and drinking scotch. Yeah, I don't know. That, that just popped into my head. But yeah, Dennis Rodman is definitely on the, on, on the wish list. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. You know, it's so weird. Like, the, the wish list thing is... The list is getting much... It's always evolving and it's getting much smaller because, mm-hmm. you know, like there's not like once you get out of the 90s, there is a big gap in people that I would really want to book. You know what I mean? Like sure. as far as it's like they're dead or they're 
super rich, you know, and that they don't do they don't do any events. Like, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of people that fall into that category anymore. Like, I mean, I guess it's still kind of the '90s, but obviously, if you could book a Fred Durst meet and greet or appearance, well, that I mean, that's barely that's barely like that barely has any crossover. You know what I mean? Like. It's got the wrestling crossover a little kind, bit, yeah. Kind I mean, of, kind of. Not, not really, though. Everything else basically really doesn't. Like, I think of people that wrestling fans would be um, curious to come see, and then other people might come to wrestling because of it, but guys that would maybe be wrestling fans. And I think about, like, it's got to be that MTV early 2000s culture, late 90s, so, like, if you had Busta Rhymes or Method Man or Exhibit, right? If those guys, okay, came, but you're getting you're getting a little wild. But what I will but they're say, not, but you know what I mean? Like they're not, they are not related to wrestling. But there's what I what I so, I mean, it's weird that you brought this up. But I was thinking like, I was actually thinking about this, and I'm sure that there's other there's like wrestling vendors and things that do things like this. But I was just like, man, like. I like I should just buy table space at like these movie conventions that come through town and just like book some gigantic like cults figure, you know, and just do a meet and greet all weekend. Like I was thinking about that. <laughs> I don't know. Like I I literally was like looking into that on Saturday, utilizing my IMDB Pro, because uh, I was like, oh man, like I saw John Carpenter's doing a virtual signing, and I was just like, that's weird, you know. He does signings. And I was like, imagine if I just like found out what his fee was and I just like went to Cinema Wasteland and I was just like, oh, by the way, like I have John Carpenter coming in on Saturday, you know, and then just totally worked out a same type of wrestling deal. And it has to be it has to be similar. It has to be similar business practices is what is what I think. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, it really boils down to like, OK, here's a fee for this for this amount of time. And you know what I mean? Like. Or it's like, here's a fee and I want, you know, half of this for however many times. Like, it has to be a very similar business practice. So I was just like, man, like maybe, you know, maybe we got to start expanding, uh, expanding our horizons. Because, you know, I, I talked to Joe Bob Briggs when we did that one convention and he was doing these shows. And I was just like, how does this work? Because this is my thing is like when I do go to these other conventions, I love trying to learn how that aspect of the business works or whatever. Um, and you know, he was doing a live show and, um, it was basically like, it sounded like when he was coming to Cleveland, cause he was going to do an additional live show at the Capitol theater. It sounded like it was like, they were just splitting, like there was just a ticket plan, you know, he like, he didn't get a fee. It was like, he lived and died by whatever amount of tickets sold. Um, yeah. And then it's, like, I talked to this, like I, I've talked to like this guy that does all this artwork or whatever for these big movie companies. And I was like, well, how does this work? Like, how can you sell this? And he said like, well, I put in my deal, you know, like I get to sell X amount of these on my own. Like I just love learning all these different kind of little niche entertainment things. And I'm sure comedy works similar in a way. And, um, you know, I know you, I know, I know you and I had talked pre pandemic about trying to figure out how to bring in Andrew Dice Clay uh, and and do something like that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just ready to just get into all sorts of, all sorts of different, you know, I'm ready to just like spider web out the things that we do. I think (laughs) it's funny. I was going to bring up Joe Bob Briggs if you didn't, cause, uh, a, a few weeks ago, I was having lunch with uh, Shane Torres and, and Mike Cronin, uh, a couple of comics who were in town, and and uh, for some reason, Shane brought up Joe Bob Briggs, and we were talking about it, and he's like, do you guys know who that is? I was like, hell yeah, I know who that is, and I was telling him how, because uh, he was wondering if he, if he still did uh, screenings and did shows. I was like, he did one in Cleveland, not that... Uh, not yeah, like last back. October he did one. Yeah. I was out of, I was out of town for it, but I missed it, but I like offered to kind of uh, to help him out and um 
you know, I, I sent it out on the AW social media and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like finding out about those different, those different things because like, and I also think about like, man, maybe we should just run like a pop culture convention or something. Like there's so many weird different avenues, you know, but then it's just like, it's such, it's probably such an undertaking at the same time. It Um, is. I'm sure that that is, but I feel like that that's something we could collectively pull our resources together and and do a pretty good job in terms of who's there i think that people would enjoy uh you know i'll tell you i have a person on the wish list for aiw who's that that? that's crossover still and that's mr t yeah but i mean who knows what that guy like i've i've looked into trying to find him though i i i I really have um because i really wanted to try my hardest uh, especially around Rubber City Con because we had Cowboy Bob and I was trying really hard to get Paul Orndorff and then I was also looking into Mr. T because, you know, obviously Hulk Hogan is, it's just, there's probably absolutely no way that we could ever pull Hulk Hogan, but um, if we can get that WrestleMania 1, you know, main event, like that was my big thing is I really wanted to do Cowboy Bob and uh, Paul Orndorff photo ops because they were involved in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, you can't get Piper, but, um, you know, that's, that's stuff I looked into, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just, sometimes my brain like just starts working in a weird way. And I, I think of these ideas and I think like, well, you know, like uh, we've, I've bought table space to promote AIW at like these different conventions and like, you know, some of them don't go too well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 very interesting to you know talk to some of these actors or whatever who are you know it's it's kind of like indie wrestling like especially like cult movies and stuff like that it's just like they don't you know they're not fucking a-listers they have very niche fan bases and some people they don't even really have a fan base but they'll be like oh you know i remember you from that movie i'll buy a a photo or whatever and you know i've talked to some of those people and like it seems like a lot of them just come in and it's just like, you buy my flight and I'm here. And then they get like a free space to try to make their own money. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that this is totally like has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's just <laughs> weird, weird shit that goes through my mind to think about like, you know, cause not a lot of like cool stuff happens in Cleveland really, you know, like, and it's just like, we get the big giant convention that like wizard world but like that is like you know i'm talking about like low level fucking you know something like low level that would draw in a couple hundred people or something um because we also you know we took part in that geek fest yeah uh convention which did fairly okay you know and uh nothing like that has ever come back to town so i think about stuff like that like you know maybe doing like a wrestling weekend but then you add different elements of pop culture in, you know like some stand-up comedy or you know some celebrity signings that have nothing to do with wrestling movie people i don't know i mean and this could not work at all this could be totally like off base but um like when i went to that toy show that tom troll promoted uh, i was i was blown away by the the crowd at that thing you know in the middle of pandemic like it it drew very well and looked like a lot of people made a lot of money and uh it was you know it was interesting so i just think about different weird interesting things to do that's a whole other element that you could have i mean you can have an entire toy collectors section uh to a pop culture event as well you know it could be one part meeting celebrities or people who have been in your favorite tv shows or movies or favorite wrestlers and things but you can also then have uh like a purchasing area or something, you know, stuff like Vendors, that. Vendors, vendor, yeah, area, vendor. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Uh, I couldn't think of words. What um, was it? The horror convention where we did the screening of the Wrestle Rager main event. Yeah, we did that at Cinema Wasteland, which is like the probably the biggest movie memorabilia connection in the area. It runs mm-hmm. like tw- it runs twice a year. I got Chandler and I got a table one other time there because they have like a big waiting list and they had somebody pull out the day of and we were on the waiting list and they knew that we were local so you know chandler and i went and set up there like man i don't know probably 20 
10 or 11, maybe even before that, maybe 2009. I don't remember, but, um, I remember, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, the guy that runs trauma films, bought a VHS tape of the best of 10 meadows off of Chandler <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> but then, you know, we never got to go back because their waiting list is so long. And whenever we did that two years ago, I think they have the same thing. They're just like, Hey, we had a uh, cancellation. You're the next on the list. Do you want to do it? So we went and did it and we ended up doing pretty well. And then they asked us to do a panel, which we had no fucking idea what to do. Uh, <laughs> So we just showed Russell, the Russell Rager main event and, and talked and we had, a, we had a decent amount of people in there. Yeah, I don't know, like 40, 50 people in there yeah, in this room to screen and it. And Duke kept walking out because he was uh, getting phone calls about yeah. some, some appliance at his home. Yeah. yeah he's getting like a refrigerator <laughs> delivered or something. Yeah. Or a dishwasher or some shit. I don't know. Only... Only Duke would be, he's on the live mic and then talking and giving live commentary. And then you just hear him go, hello. And then put the mic down. Like, dude, you were mid-sentence about whatever's happening on the screen here. And I mean, uh, maybe all these ideas are popping into my head just because we're so bored and we have no shows being planned and nothing to schedule. Could be. But I don't know. I, it's just, it, it, it's something that I thought about over the weekend, you know, just these ideas just pop into my head sometimes. I have a question. Sure. Over the last couple of years, we've done a good job of restocking and having really good younger talent. It seems like these companies with larger money, let's say from MLW and above, are really trying to grow even more in, in terms of bringing in people. Is there any concern that by the time we roll back around, we're not going to have a lot of those guys? And, and, and you know what I mean? Like, we haven't been able to run shows with the next crop of students from the AIW Academy, and they haven't been able to learn because there have been no shows. So we're kind of behind the eight ball there. But let's say the Lee Moriarty's and the Trey Lamar's and the Dominic Garini's are 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 gone are you know eaten up or, or <clears throat> um it is somewhat concerning um and this is why i've gotten on the students and i don't know if i talked about this last week or not but i talked i got on the students about how things are not being properly paid forward and there's like a big kind of drop off in okay this is how we do it down to the next crop, down to the next crop, down to the next crop. Somewhere it kind of like things got stopped and maybe it's the lack of shows or whatever. But, you know, I've been going to training and it is really astonishing how few people are coming to train. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's one thing for pandemic concerns. Obviously, I understand that, but a lot of it is just lack of motivation I think right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big problem because you start to see like, Oh, there's no show. So there's no desire from a lot of these people to try to improve right now. And, um, it is somewhat concerning, but at the same time, I think that we have enough of a core that would be available when we start back up, hopefully, or even if some people are gone, if we still had access to them, you know, yeah, to book um, enough to get things rolling. Like I have a, I have a big plan for us to when we come back and a lot of it would be if the support is there adding a more regular rotation for new people and new students. So like, you know, we say we do a show on a Thursday at the Winchester and it would have uh, a shell of AIW familiar faces. And then that's where you can bring in a car load that normally isn't on an AIW show and say, okay, we're going to do, you know, 
these we're going to put milk chocolate in there with two infinity and beyond and see how that goes and then you also have you know your students that haven't totally broken through yet like you know you put tkd on there and showcases and you put arthur MacArthur on there and you know different things and you start kind of developing and that gives the opportunity to okay maybe jocelyn navarro and ziggy heim are not ready to have a have a showcase big time showcase matchup at the odeon but if you put them on at the winchester show it's a there's a lot less risk going into it uh to fill that room and make it uh, you know a break-even situation so that's one thing that i have been developing is like a system to develop these kind of people that we've discovered through you know the talent initiatives and the people that are coming through the school or people that have transferred from another school um to the aw school and it's just like a way to introduce them see what works get them their reps in and you know just get them ready to like i said and like this is just an example like the AW crowd would probably be accepting if, you know, first show back of the Odeon, Jocelyn Navarro had a match. But to me, I think that there's more meaning to her if she, okay, now she's valeting for uh, PB right now. And then maybe she has matches at the Winchester and kind of earns her respect of the fan base and then gets, you know, works her way up to a bigger opportunity to where it makes sense. And you can apply that to a lot of people you know tkds or arthur MacArthur's, or you know people that came through the new talent initiatives um you know jackson stone um you know all all these different guys that we were kind of like you know what do what do we what do we do with these guys and you know how do we start introducing them you know the plan is to kind of you know uh when we've gone to the winchester and this is just an example of a venue you get pretty much an AIW show. The plan would be is to, you know, give you a couple of those surefire matches and then let's take some risks with some people that, you know, are are, are unproven. And that's not a fair uh, description of them, but just newer, uh, newer into the AIW fold and kind of use it to develop sort of thing. Along those lines... Will you, one of the things that AIW has been doing in the last few years um, that a lot of people have sung our praises on is developing actual stories within, you know, the context of matches and why they're taking place and and ongoing uh, rivalries and things. Will you still be concerned about those and having reasons for them or... And that's how these people are going to be built in slowly but surely, or will it be more about that wow kind of match just to get people like what do you th- what do you think gets people and from a fan standpoint more well, invested the, early? I, I on think when we get back. So I think like um, you know obviously there's opportunities to develop stories, but when you're coming in unknown or unproven or whatever, I think. Early on, it's more about showcasing your abilities and selling yourself to the fans, you know, and then once the fans buy in, then you can really, you know, really, I guess, um, once the fans buy in, you can really kind of maneuver the character more because people are more familiar, so they'll understand the little nuances of whatever the gimmick is or whatever they've been doing and uh, there's a lot more to do i think it's hard to come in unless and come in with a big story unless it's like you know an example would be like if josh bishop came like the josh bishop of now came in totally unknown and took out matt justice because he looks apart Mm -hmm. but josh bishop didn't always look look that part so you know what i mean like right right he had to work his way up and earn the respect. So like there are times where somebody can come in, boom, right into a story. But I think, especially with the AW fan base is 
you have the talent has to sell themselves to the fans first and then once they buy in and they start paying attention to the things you do and what you are and you know is this a is this a baby face or is this a heel or you know whatever um i think then it becomes easier to put them in stories once whatever their you know characterization is or whatever like how like it, once the fans know what they do then it's easier to then okay uh now here comes milk chocolate they're you know they're go they're going to feud with PME because they've proven themselves multiple times at the the Winchester shows and you know like people have to buy in first like it, it's you know I I don't want to I don't want to be like okay like we're back at the Odeon here is you know uh, five matches of people that you're unfamiliar with and it, it makes it a, it makes it an uphill battle for the talent it makes it an uphill battle for AIW and then you know you could maybe not have some of your faithful fans that have been coming come back the next show. You know what I mean? So I think there's a process and I really want to utilize like venues like the Winchester or, you know, the Goldhorn brewery, if it still exists, who knows um, to be like, okay, like let's, let's, you know, let's give, you know, some like a couple really, surefire can't miss matches and then let's fill out the card throughout the night and see if you know the fans are going to buy what ethan wright is selling you know and you know whatever sure um i think all right we can probably wind this down and i want to with one final question as we talked bring it full circle we talk about the future and we talk about wish lists. Uh, wish lists. My my personal for AIW future uh, 2021 when things open back up. Wish list question to you is not not celebrity necessarily, but we were going to have a very awesome surprise in Gauntlet for the Gold. Will that surprise? still happen and can that surprise get a little bit of a run well i mean there were a few surprises that were uh, really there were a few this one's there, in great shape there were a few surprises that were really ironed out like within two weeks into the gauntlet you know because you know for people that have forgotten the gauntlet was still on until a week before that's when everything really broke with the pandemic and the the shutdowns and things so there were there were a lot of really good gauntlet for the gold surprises booked yeah and i'm not gonna lie i've not stayed in contact with those people um, so I don't know, but what I will say is none of them are off the table. And like you said, we don't know what roster spots are going to be open. We definitely need, we definitely are going to need to plug people in, in different places. I would imagine, you know, there as speculated upon, there was, some, there's probably going to be some company departures based on just things that have happened throughout COVID, uh, not for public consumption, but there are spots available, you know? So I don't know, you know, like that is a good question, but me like going back to what I just said, there are people that need to work their way up and there are people that you can debut in a big spot and, those people, and it's multiple people, that were going to come into the company uh, at Gauntlet for the Gold in 2020, I think also still apply to that big impact sort of introduction. So I wouldn't expect to maybe just see whatever these ideas are just 
are randomly on a show. You know what I mean? Like, here's blah, blah, blah versus blah, blah, blah. And everyone goes, wow. You know, I think it's more of a, I still do believe, which I realize a lot of wrestling promotions and fans don't seem to believe in this anymore, but I believe in the moments and the pops and the surprises. And I think it's sometimes worth spending big money on a run-in versus spending big money to just have a match. I think that AIW, and this is why I don't like the no fan stuff or the limited capacity stuff is AIW is a promotion that is built on the energy of the fans and some you cannot you cannot like you can't even really explain when something goes good and there's a big there's a big pop like um and you know some limited examples of that are Scott Steiner was just announced as a signing at Absolution the siren goes off he's there to team with Matthew Justice or ICP is there just to sign, you know, they run out and they beat up 40 acres. Um, and there's other instances where, you know, like uh, a couple times, like Joey Janela is, it happened twice. He is gone for a while, snuck into the building. Nobody has any idea he's there. Stuff like that means yeah. more, I think, uh, as far as. Man, that was crazy. I didn't expect that. I think that builds equity with fans. Uh, whether, you know, it, it, and it builds more equity, obviously, with the local fans that buy tickets because some of that stuff does not translate to video. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll just leave it at that. There were a lot of good surprises booked for Gauntlet for the Gold that were going to be probably very large reactions i would think i would hope so hopefully those can happen because it seems like you know i don't know how this vaccine thing's going but it could be like okay like march things can open up you know so we might start right at gauntlet for the gold you know sure. like you <laughs> know what i'm saying be a bad starting point realistically you know what i mean like it's a it's a good reset because from a story standpoint, all right, well, we have a champion and we get a winner of that. Boom, we know who a number one contender is without right. having to worry right. about it. Which I know that that was a question asked, like, who are the number one contenders in the Discord? They wanted. I don't even know because I don't even know who's going to be in the roster by the time we start back up. So <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to speculate, you know, like we have a core, obviously, but things can happen. Signings could happen. Uh, you know, it just people could quit wrestling, you know, like, I, I don't know. There's, there's all sorts of different things that could happen. So it has to be like, when we get a definitive, like, okay, we're going like this show is happening. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be able to be like, okay, here we go. You know? And, um, obviously we will try to stick to where we stopped, stopped off, but, there are going to be opportunities to do different things. And I do have a, a plan for whenever we can come back. Like, uh, I would maybe like it to be more than one show, you know, like, yeah, it's going to depend on what the restrictions are, what we can do, how we need to adapt. But I don't really like doing the, what if, and the, you know, Hey, like we can do this. Like I have a blueprint plan laid out, but I'm not going to start acting on it until we know like, Hey, uh, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. This is where you can do it. This is where you can't do it. Like stuff like that. Like for all we you know, like, you know, like uh, we can do shows in Ohio right now, but would Cuyahoga County allow it? Would Cleveland allow it? Who knows? You know, like there's a, a lot of things are coming down to like small government. So it's like, okay, like here's the national protocols now here's the state protocols now here's the county protocols now here's the city protocols so it's it's different everywhere you know like because everything is a quote-unquote suggestion um you know like look at you know tonight for example it, everyone's got to be in at 10 p.m but if you're at the monday night football game for the browns you're allowed to be out you know there's just different yeah. so that's why i just want to wait and see and 
whatever. Um, but there are, there are a lot of plans. There's a lot of, you know, plan A, B, and C, but I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because, you know, I, I want to see when the dust settles, what we can and can't do 100%. And, you know, as the vaccines roll out and hopefully, you know, they work and people are more accepting to getting back to somewhat normal, then like, we'll really know what we can do. There you go. Well said. And, uh, I think that's, that's a, a perfect point to, to wrap this thing up. And, uh, it took us a little while to get going, but you know, yeah. it takes us, it takes us a little while to, to kick it into that, uh, you know, quote unquote, second gear, as they say, but come, come for the tech talk, stay for the, stay for the life wrestling. talk, you know, <laughs> stay for the rest of it. And, uh, you know, we'll cover this next week, but, uh, I, I end on this because, um, uh, Next week is is a Monday when things get released, but Sunday, December 20th, very special day in AIW history. Happy birthday, John Thorne. It is my birthday week. It is. (laughs) And I'm sticking to that nobody gets any older thing in 2020. So, you know, we just just stay the same age, you know, and move forward into 2021. Yeah. By the time... My birthday was in March, and we went right into COVID. By the time we get out of it, I'm going to have my next birthday. I'm going to feel like I lost... I know, and it's just like, year. and it's just like, what can I do? I can't even really, can't go out with my friends and get drinks. Like, I can't even, I can't even get multiple people together to go to dinner because it's just like, it, I could get ten people to show up, you know, no, like, no problem. So it's like, okay, well, I don't even want to get into that. Like, well, you can come, but you can't come. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. And it's just like you got to find a restaurant, and then everyone's got to be gone by nine o'clock anyway. And it's just like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just fly to Vegas by myself and see what happens. Or maybe I'll just do nothing. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> well, it is my birthday on December 20th, so mark your calendars. You folks will have to tune in next week to find out what John Thorne did for his birthday. That will, leave will you probably be nothing. Probably <laughs> be nothing. That's called a cliffhanger, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you with that, and uh, we'll talk to you Next week for John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you right here on The Card is Going to Change.